You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Got cool. it. I didn't press got it that time. What's up with 271? Uh, I today. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm trying to download it, but my computer's like having a fucking aneurysm trying to open Google Chrome for some reason. No worries. I I think it's just time to get a new laptop. It's one of those like, you know, it reached a certain point where whoever made it at HP was like, all right, shut her down, boys. Time for him to make, you know, buy a new one. Yeah, everything everything requires too much for it to work now. Yeah, we no longer support this battery and fucking operating system. Oh, it's not compatible with Windows 11, so go fuck yourself. I bought I mean, a brand gonna... new computer, and I get that message sometimes that it's not compatible. I'm sure it is, but I don't want to put Windows 11 on. Yeah, you're a Linux no. guy, right? Windows 10 was fine. Well, I use I use Windows, and I always have, but I, I like Linux for stuff. Uh, Windows Hello? is a... Um, it's like an every other kind of OS, like Windows 7 was awesome. Yeah. Uh, like Windows 7, I think might have been my favorite operating system of theirs. But Windows 10 is fine. Windows 8 sucked. Uh, Windows XP was solid, but that was a, a enterprise. Vista sucked. Uh, but no, no, XP was great. Vista sucked. Like they just always, every other month sucks. So 11, there's no need for it. I'll wait till whatever Windows XV or whatever they want to call it when they name Windows it. Mic- Windows Mac OS. Ah, that'd be interesting. When it's coming. Who's going to buy who? Oh, no, I don't think anybody would buy anybody. I bet they'd just uh, stop Where's... making an opera. I think, no, I just think Microsoft would eventually quit making an OS. But they make their money on software, like on support. Yeah. They make a lot of their money on from Windows is by supporting it for enterprise and the fact that, you know, so many machines have it. Yeah. But that's what I mean. That's just been slowly shifting away from them for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rightfully so they could suck it. <laughs> well, a big loss was that media didn't go with IBM compatible. What do you mean? That all, all of music and movies and TV and everything now is done through Mac. And that, that was a big loss in the market and that normalizes it. And then the, the school thing, I don't know if it was happening when, when did you get out of high school? What year did you graduate, Matt? 92. Okay. Yeah. So did you go to one of the schools where you just got flossed up with all new Mac 2Es? Yeah. Macintosh has been aggressive since like the early nineties about like, We'll give your school a fucking computer lab because we want these kids to all no, be I, Mac kids. I know life. that. And I did Mac. I did use uh, Logo as a kid when I was real young. Um, we did that. You make that little turtle move around and do shit. And yep. um, But then ever since, uh, any school I've been in has pretty much either been um, Windows or uh, like Sun OS. Uh, yeah, Linux, uh, uh, a Unix operating system, essentially. Yeah, a Unix system. I know this, <laughs> but yes. I think their I think their coverage is insane. I think it's like still like seventy percent of public schools that they support. Maybe. I, and, I and related that built- to that girl, by the way, because that really? I felt. Yeah, I went, that girl from uh, Jurassic Park. Is that what you were quoting? Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt. 
I felt that when she said it, because at the time I was kind of into getting into uh, Unix and Linux systems. So I was like, ooh, I understand that. <laughs> hey, if there's ever a dinosaur park, Matt will be the one to shut it down. I like the little bit of Griffin you threw on that. <laughs> it, was, it was 100% Griffin. Shut up, Meg. And then yeah. a dinosaur came. Did we start? You're like almost perfect, Mitch. Try doing it all the way out of the side of your mouth. Yeah. I saw Seth say that once. He was like, a lot of people try, but the trick is you gotta Drew Barrymore it. You gotta do the whole thing over here. Oh, you gotta really mm-hmm. commit to that. It has to do with like how it tightens the front of your mouth on one side that gives it that weird shut up meg that little bite shut up meg you don't matter we yeah. represent the lollipop gill the even when even when drew barrymore speaks that way that's why she's got that weird staccato <laughs> <laughs> her voice goes up like it's a every statement's a question her voice question. goes up and it looks like i got punched really bad she does a patrick voice <laughs> uh, I've never seen them both in the same place at the same time. Oh, Patrick Richardson is Drew Barrymore confirmed. <laughs> He's just been making out with Adam Sandler every ten years. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Right. So the since ch- last we talked, was it that on episode uh, two seventy one? We're on two seventy two right now. The broadcast geeks. All right. I'm Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. I'm Midnight Miss Jones, and I have an Arby stomach ache. <laughs> I'm Jake Becker, and I'm jealous of that. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nighty night. No, but I seriously, would, it's good to see you guys. I I don't know when the last time I had an Arby's was. Oh God, Arby! I've driven to Raton for Arby's a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> what, what what did you get, Mitch? Because yesterday at the end of a 22 hour day, I had six Big Macs. Ooh! Whoa. I just had a a regular roast beef sandwich, the um the half pound sandwich because I wanted it all piled high to the sky. Large curly fries and a large mellow yellow. Nice. Call it or curly yellow. fries. Fuck. Yeah, man. I don't know why anybody would be fucking around getting their crinkle fries. Maybe I could see potato cakes. The potato cakes also cakes. rule. Two uh, potato I'm, cakes. I'm also pretty big on their gyros. Mm. Their gyros are good. They're fucking. They have no business being a fast food. They're better than some gyro places. Gyros. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Arby's. I'm saying, dude, Arby's makes a fantastic gyro, and it's been like a staple on their menu for like six years now, five years. They Arby's. have the meats. Hmm. And they usually have it on a two for six, and two of those for six bucks is a mighty fine lunch. I cannot uh, argue that. That's it is very solid. Uh, but I understand your your tep your tepidation there, Matt, because who would ever go to an Arby's for a gyro? You're not you're not out of line for questioning any of this. You are dead on the money. <laughs> I know you would now, Mitch, but not off of like a commercial. It's something like you were there one day and you were like, maybe I don't need five beef and cheddars. I'm gonna get three beef and cheddars and a gyro. I'm gonna mix things up. That's got tomatoes on it. It's and then healthy. you ate it and you were like, holy shit, that's good. <laughs> I don't think that meat came in a bag. <laughs> well, I mean, it very much did, though. That meat it came in a bag. The gyro meat's a preformed deli meat. The Arby's meat comes in a bag. 
It's Ooh. bagged liquid meat. Whoa. They boil it some, to be solid. I got some liquid meat for you. You didn't know what that, Matt? Wait, what? It's basically like the beef version of McDonald's McNuggets. Huh. It's not that gross. It's why it's always the same color. And like, there's not a bunch of different marbling in it and shit. Yeah. I just, I don't eat a lot of fast food. And when I do, it's uh, Taco Bell or Wendy's. Typically. Wendy's. That freckled broad. She's the queen of the planet. Oh my God. Uh, the other day I, um, I got a large, I went to Wendy's after I had already eaten at a different fast food restaurant and I got a large root beer and a large chocolate frosty. And then I made like mouth root beer floats, you know, like eat some ice cream and then take a drink and deconstructed root beer float. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was doing... If you did that in my car, Mitch, I'd become gay and propose to you. Yeah. <laughs> like if a, if a chick right did now. that, she could look like anything. I'm in for life. That's a life partner right there. <laughs> yeah, man. But it, it, unfortunately, it was just me sitting in a Sprouts parking lot doing that by myself. Yeah, dude. Because all these ladies are missing out on the most brilliant mind alive. Midnight they, Mitch Jones. They don't, they don't know. They really don't. He creates joy in parking lots. When anybody else would have been having a depressing meal. Mitch is out there creating joy. The man is a machine. Yeah. <laughs> you think there was any whimsy involved with those six Big Macs last night? There wasn't. It was no. grunting. If you heard it from outside the window, you would have assumed it was a gang rape. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. someone turning into the Tasmanian devil. Yeah, dude, pretty much, but wetter. <laughs> yeah, a lot of thousand islands. <laughs> on a related note uh we're continuing to watch bob's burgers and i say we're because Ez loves it and that show is really funny it is dude it it rules so have you gotten to like a purely musical episode yet no i don't think so okay um, once those start happening then they start happening more frequently because oh, the fan base fought in wholeheartedly i like that's the part of the show to me when i've watched it before i'm like i bet the Oren family fucking loves this there was the one episode where they put on a production like a dinner theater and that was <laughs> that was awesome was that yeah, the I one where it was working girl half die hard wait say that again it was the was it the school play or was it an actual dinner theater oh no the, it was when they do the dinner theater in the restaurant with the thief with the thief. Rob. yeah 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 <laughs> and they get shows up again <laughs> he shows up a lot he's a recurring one character ep- for years oh that's great mickey yeah mickey one of the best episodes so far for us has been the the capoeira episode because you know we just started watching it and then it came on and like where it, that's part of our life yeah <laughs> so you know we're watching it they're doing the moves and, and we start laughing and they're like brazil brazil holy that's what i mean man on paper this was a show that i thought your family was already you know buried to your tits in i thought you guys were all fans and already that's completely understandable yeah completely yeah. understandable um once you get into the music let me know because like once a year around christmas I'm able to order those records through the um, comic distributors. They usually sell them around the holidays as like a comic shop gift thing. Oh, nice. And so I can get them for you at wholesale if you want them. Cool. Because they do fucking, like, I mean, it's the most I've enjoyed anything musical since the first time I saw guys and dolls really high on heroin. (laughs) 
You ever Guys seen that movie? The movie version with fucking oh, Frank yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, the, the Godfather. Um, Brando? Um, Brando? Brando, yeah. Brando and Brando's playing Frank's part from the play. So Brando's singing the Frank songs in front of Frank Sinatra, and he's really bad, and it's he's, hilarious. It's he's so singing funny. those classic songs like, Guys and Dolls, we're just Let's a bunch of crazy guys. <laughs> Luck be a lady, luck be a lady tonight. Like he's fucking terrible, dude. And you can like see you, it on the everybody's what faces. You, what I sounded British at the end. No, you sounded like Jerry Lewis. Luck be a lady tonight. Well, well, Marlon Brando trying to sound like a smooth Italian gangster's got a little bit of that in it when he's singing. Like it, it's not good, man. But the sets are amazing, and it's like Technicolor sewer sets, and like it just fucking rules. That Grease, like I like some musicals. I just kind of despise when like a comedy or a show I'm watching wastes Does an hour musical, of my life. Yeah, because yeah, uh-huh. it they almost never serve the story very much. They're usually monster of the week episodes. What musical do you like, Mitch or me? Yeah. Oh, I was saying I really like Grease. I like. Uh, Guys and Dolls. I like uh, shit, man. I'm I'm drawing blanks. I like a lot of musicals. I just don't like when like a musical episode is forced into a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. R.I.P. Olivia Newton John, by the way. Yeah, dude, that was a bummer. And we never brought it up, but R.I.P. Nichelle Nichols as well. Yes, yes. and That's a Pat. Big one. What was and Pat's Pat last name? Thank you. Pat Carroll, one of the first fucking women in comedy, died. Nobody gives a shit. They're all just talking about, like, one time when she was really geriatric, she played Ursula. Like, she was on Sid Caesar, man. That lady is a fucking crusher from before crushers existed. Three badass women, gone. Gone. Yeah, yeah. She Uh, started the same place as Mel. Mel Zetz? No, Mel Brooke. Her and Mel and... Uh, fuck you. And uh, uh, all those guys came up under Sid. Sid. Sid's influence on comedy has been like not focused on enough by our generation. Like that dude, Sid Caesar. Yeah, Sid Caesar had a fucking yeah. stranglehold on the way that stand up and comedy went. It, I grew he, up familiar with him because of my parents. Yeah, Sid ruled, and he was like Suge Knight fucking crazy. He was Suge Knight crazy. Yeah, I won. I won the muddies. I won. I won yeah. the monies. <laughs> yeah, dude. And hang, also, notably, in Greece. The coach. Coach yep. Calhoun. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It all comes together. Mm-hmm. This is a musical it, episode of Broadcast Geeks. <laughs> yeah, we watch dude. some TV like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. We have to we have to rehearse that. I wasn't ready. I'm sorry. Chang 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 yet? What's that? I was talking to Mitch. He knew. I saw the face he made. Oh. No, I didn't. I've been on a five year mission. Yeah, for a three year show. How the fuck are you still watching? You just finished it. Are you really doing the rewatch immediately? Am I playing yeah. it on my TV for no reason? No, you're doing it because uh, you need to watch it wait did you finish the orville and you're starting it over yeah i finished it on hulu and now i'm watching it on disney plus because mickey now has to know that he needs to renew it yeah because mitch opposes the idea of watching broadcast shows for our broadcast show i'm watching a broadcast show what i'm just joking what are you on now i'm watching the orville from the beginning I know, but are you are you still at season one or are you back yeah season two? Dude, i don't i i only watch a couple episodes a night 
but I did catch up on Harley and Beavis and Butthead. So. Oh my gosh. Harley. I haven't watched Beavis and Butthead yet. I will, but Harley is crazy. The yeah. musical episode. There you go. There was a musical episode. They had a uh, music meister. Oh, nice. <laughs> That wasn't the most recent one, was it? I think that was the last episode. Yeah. The one with Joker? Uh, Joker for Mayor? Yeah. It might have been the episode, be- the one before that. It's the one where Catwoman and... Oh, Bruce yeah, that's right. Get captured. Um, and what's happening at the same time? Is it Joker's Mayor? Same um, clown posse. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah, I like how he's all like progressive and he's like, I'm trying to disband the police department. <laughs> That's really good too, Mitch. Thanks, man. I I have all this talent, but nowhere to put it. Start making videos. Put them on YouTube. That's gotten a lot uh, of people. I don't want to be that guy though. It's like, what's going on, guys? I'm gonna do Stewie's voice today. Don't yeah, do that. You, just, you don't post it on any of your social media. You only post it on YouTube. The people who are looking for that will find it. Yeah, just post just don't pictures of it to the rest of your personality, and then I'm just voice like Ensign, Ensign Jones on the fourth season of the Orville. Yeah, or Norm, do a Norm. Oh. Hey, uh, what's going on over here? That's not very good. Okay. No, but it's okay. You can get there. That was, that was a dry attempt right. on a force. <laughs> yeah, those guys must be really tired out from uh, beating us mercilessly. <laughs> it, it drives me crazy when Nathan or Sam, either one, will do a voice I know I can do better than them. Yeah, they suck. Sometimes yeah, they... but sometimes they do voice. I suck too, but I can do a handful of things. <laughs> yeah. I think my Dr. Kev is... At least equal to Nathan's. Nathan's is unparalleled. The first time that I fucking listened to that one where it was like, hey, Dr. Kev's here to do... I thought it was literally Dr. Kev. Yeah, man. You know, I just rolled into a... <laughs> oh, thing fuck. Out. Yeah. That's really good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I can do I can do a mean one of those. I know they will never listen to this show, so I can say this stuff. <laughs> yeah, those bastards. Uh John C. Riley's been a fun one lately. Yeah, dude, your John C. Riley is so good. Uh, I can't, I can't do him serious though. I can only, I can. When oh, he's you playing serious, uh, he puts Brule. on a voice. It, yeah, yeah, I can, I can do him with Steve Rule, like real easy. It's real weird. Huh. For him talking to Sarah Silverman, I can do those ones. You do Sarah uh, yeah. Silverman too? No, nah, but I can just do him being like, yeah, when me and Sarah were on set, it was like crazy times, man. That's good. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was a guest on Left Hand Right Brain recently. Shout out to JD. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Yeah, and we were having we were having fun doing. Uh, we were creating characters, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man as tech support guys. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, you gotta get a new graphics integrated. I can't remember. I don't know the terminology, but but you can do the was, fucking voice. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of funny, actually. Macho Man, uh, tech support. Yeah, you gotta get yourself an integrated graphic card. Get the green right. Yeah, to the top. I, I want to go back to something you had said before. You were watching Disney, so that. Uh, the show gets renewed or picked up or whatever continued, right? So yeah. I didn't read all the article, but apparently, like Neil Gaiman was coming out talking about they don't know if there's going to be a second season of Sandman um, of Sandman because it's a money issue now. And it's they, a production they, money issue, well, right? Yeah, but there's there's a lot to 
process right now because we also need to talk about what DC is doing and getting rid of all the animation. Dude, I'm so uh, not all. You know, it looks like they're like animation sucks. Fuck you. Yeah, right. they canceled so much shit. Uh, especially the most. All right. Well, they took off at least 45 titles, and it's mostly just a like a um, what is that word? Um, was it royal? Like, basically, they took off all the shit. Like, they're not going to make new seasons of Close Enough, that thing that was made by the same uh, team as regular show. Mm -hmm. But they're off of HBO Max, so they can't get residuals and royalties. But they're going to make more of it? No, they're not. And they took it off the service? Yeah, they're taking it off. Even though it's like a Max original. And it fucking rules. I haven't watched that, but I love regular show. Yeah, that makes sense. I it, It's like a weird thing that's only on HBO Max. So they didn't like advertise it anywhere meaningful or put it out in the public eye. And I probably only brought it up on the show once. It was on TBS too. Like they show like second run episodes on TBS. Yeah, but they started that like after the second season came out. Yeah. Yeah. So but like it was like a too of, little too late. Yeah. I'm really worried about Doom Patrol and Titans and Harley. They canceled. Oh, Harley's that. dead. Is it? Well, animation yeah. is is it seems like they're that this David Zaslav, whatever, he yeah doesn't like animation because he's killed so much yeah he doesn't like anything that is made for tv that has a budget like a movie he doesn't like it it doesn't matter if animation is expensive and all this superhero shit for tv is expensive uh basically the only reason that they're going through with the shit they're still going through on has to do with like how they'd be punished contractually like james gunn had it in his contract after his previous experiences that if he was fired or they canceled the project there's like a certain payout that still happens and like Mm -hmm. that's true with a lot of like probably the flash movie has something like that caveat in it somewhere with keaton or somebody one of the actors probably has a built-in that if you shelve this i still get paid like like it came out like you're gonna have to give me uh compensation for not getting my point damn so they they don't want to they don't want to have these shows that are big production for tv like he wants to go back to the old tv model that the yeah. way that he, the distinction th- between TV and movie. Well, yeah, because to him now HBO and Discovery are one thing. So to him, he's like, look at all this money Discovery makes on these shows that cost fucking twenty grand because we're sending yeah, rednecks. They're reality in the shows. Yeah, because yeah. we're sending rednecks in the woods to hunt for Bigfoot. And then look at our small return on this show that cost a hundred million to make, even though it returns 110 million and it still made more money than the cheap shows. Like to him, it's not worth the gamble because one's going to lose and he's an idiot because they haven't lost in fucking two decades. I mean, mm. birds of prey. What's the last thing that like really came out and failed immediately? Morbius. Oh, that's never mind. Uh, no, I, uh, I guess prey. you could suicide squad was a hit. Yes. Yeah. But it came out during the pandemic. So it flopped real hard because it didn't make any box office. Well, it flopped by box office standards, but they know based on viewership that it did well. Right. Which is one of the models that should have been fixed. And I think it would have been addressed if, you know, that one redheaded broad didn't dick the whole thing. Uh, Amber Heard? Yep. ScarJo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her suing and just making it to where, like, now the studios were afraid to touch this concept. I don't think it'll get hammered out. I think if they had made it another year into this, they would have figured out how to, like, report viewership because they all track it. And, like, that's the same metric as getting asses to the theater because why wouldn't it be? Yeah. 
Well, like the, the amount of people that see your thing at the end of the day is what metric you're trying to report. Yeah, I just think HBO and Warner Brothers wouldn't have been in this fucking hole if they just didn't say, hey, everything that we're bringing out in the year 2020 and 2021 is going right to HBO Max the same day it's released. Because, like, yeah. that gate, that, you know, if people can fucking watch it while they Al Bundy their fucking hand down their pants, they don't have to go to a theater. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree, but that's what I mean. I think they would have figured out how to report that in a way that would have been meaningful to uh you know like on-screen sponsors uh product placement like their money could have been recouped if the model hadn't been abruptly killed by a lawsuit yeah they should have put in a scene where joker shows his tattoo and it's like i always use tide bread i mean (laughs) i guarantee there's been product placement in that show that your brain didn't place as product placement what show in the animated harley quinn i guarantee they've been paid to slip brand names into jokes and shit that you just didn't catch mm. i mean maybe what that's that the new for? advertising maybe that's how they justify big budgets for tvs they say just mention our brand three times in your show and we'll give that's, you 20 that's million. kind of been the model for a while i mean like dr pepper and iron man like it's it's been a thing for a long time it's just box office sales was the only way to like set your price back no, but that in was in day. movies i'm talking about in in tv programming so to speak yeah well, even in TV programming, it's a thing and they go by Nielsen. But right. when you're making these movies that get released on HBO Max, the guys who buy movie ads don't give a fuck about your stream numbers, which is stupid. They're just still looking at box office. Like for some reason through the pandemic, box office held weight with all these people's brains that it shouldn't hold mm-hmm. because That's they like- weren't they weren't realizing how quickly they could adapt it more seriously into the TV model that they're already doing, but just not on the same scale. But I mean, like every movie with cars in it, like those cars are being supplied by a manufacturer and then they're also paying them to use them. Right. Like even Fast and Furious after like the third one, like all those manufacturers, they wanted their cars in them. Like that even an indie shitty fucking movie series that turned into a big budget one, like everybody gets paid. Marvel's gone through Beamer, Audi, Chevy. Now they're doing fucking Nissan. Like they the that that yeah that model is there it's just that they didn't develop enough of the at-home streaming it only really existed for two years and it wasn't like fully baked or formed the whole time Mm -hmm. and then and then like one of the biggest companies lost their fucking pants in a lawsuit and everybody decided they were going to stop doing that and went back to like you could or if they did release it at home you had to rent it or pay a premium well it's like when they had to do all redo all the cgi for the sonic the hedgehog movie when they had to like turn him in from ugly sonic into like regular sonic Sonic. yeah and uh, like in that movie there's so much like product placement for olive garden oh yeah and zillow and like all this other shit yeah like i'd i'd be willing to bet like the only time you've heard a brand mentioned on a tv show and they weren't getting paid for it was butters and bennegan (laughs) i'm gonna turn it into a pia chang's or bennegan's (laughs) i miss bennegan's i don't think i've ever ate at a bennegan's just a little bit longer yeah it'd been a while but they used to uh, they were one of the places that they, they do like Early on, you'd go and you'd say, oh, it's my birthday. And then they all sing and clap. Happy, happy birthday. We wish the best to you. Happy, happy birthday from Benningans to you. Hey. Yeah. Oh, man. They made, they made the best French onion soup and their hamburgers ripped. Oh, French onion soup. So it sounds so good right now. 
I love French onion soup. Ooh. Yeah, dude, I mean, it has to be over 80 degrees for French onion soup to not sound good to me. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll, well, yeah, I can see that, but I'll eat it anytime. God damn. Yeah. All right. So, so the, the Sandman released an 11th episode and, uh, pretty, pretty solid to the, to the, to the book, to the comics. Really, really well done. Um, I never really gave much thought to, the cat story because throughout the sandman comics there's a bunch of just like one-offs that tie into characters and such and some of them i just never gave much importance to uh the dream of a thousand cats though i had a, a slightly different perspective on it watching it this time and then now i also realize um it's really necessary to have that calliope story in there because it 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 leads up to something pretty major in the story overall. If there's okay, a, another cool. set of uh, episodes, which if the if the, a season two comes out, it's most likely going to be about the the key to hell. Yeah, Mitch. I know yeah. this guy who like watched uh, Orville at his house like the whole time he was out of town. Ooh. So you should probably do that guy a favor and watch the goddamn Sandman before it gets canceled. Oh yeah. Yes, I will. You can uh, play it while a, you're at work. I'll even do a GoFundMe. Like I'll throw money in on getting a second season. Yeah, dude. I I really think like shit like this fans should do that. Like fuck Netflix. I'll I'll, I'll buy the Netflix and I'll give you another fifteen dollars to make the goddamn thing and get the fans to cover like half the budget. Yeah, 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 yeah. You figure if there's a uh, a million people. Yeah. Fifteen dollars a piece, fifteen million dollars. And then like maybe fifty bucks. And then no. maybe you can get royalties out of it. So like, isn't that what Kevin Smith or whatever tried? They they tried putting together like a a group sourced um he did. Production, production company. company. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and he made a couple of movies that way, and then got more attention back from the studios and kind of walked away from that pretty quickly. But still, that'd be that'd be. It's a cool concept because then maybe as a result of paying $15 towards this, we get like 0.001% ownership of this movie. And then we get royalties uh, from that, or that, that just go becomes credit towards our HBO max subscription. Like it buys us an extra year or whatever. Right. But if it's streaming, there's technically no royalties. Well, if through sales, if there's ever physical media. Okay. I don't know. Like just the thought of having part ownership of it with a small investment. It's I would even do it just to have it. Fair. Yeah, it'd be like you're a um a shareholder. Yes. Kevin Smith's thing, I don't think they got a return, but your all their names got put in the credits as producers. Oh, so that's cool. Yeah. And like different levels of money made you a different level of producer. Right. Like the guy who spent the most has a cameo in the movie. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just would like to see movies get made. That's really well, yeah. And sense. and shit like this with these streaming companies all of a sudden getting cold feet and acting like their business model might not work fucking 18 years in when it has worked consistently is like, no, just make the fuck. It's a fucking hit. Make it. Make it. A 12% margin on a, on a show that costs this much is better money than whatever the fuck you make on Jack Whitehall's show. What's Jack Whitehall's show? It's him and his dad traveling. I, mean, I, I love it. It rules. But I can't imagine it costs any fucking money to make. Who's Jack Whitehall? He's Jack a com- Whitehall is British a comedian. comedian? From, yeah, Britain. And he his oh. dad was an abusive piece of shit when he was a kid. And it's called Travels with My Father. And now that his dad's like very geriatric, he takes him on trips. And it's pretty funny. 
Well, he like takes him up Victoria Falls and like pushes him off. No, not know? like that. His dad was abusive. Like his dad didn't want him in the house or want kids, so he sent him away to boarding school very young, and then like never showed any affection or said I loved you or like so abusive him, like some through neglect. Yeah, like really neglectful abuse, Which but is like very clear common. about like abuse yeah just throwing that out there i'm a mandatory reporter i had to do the training and they talk about that yeah just like not wanting you there to the point where they're like well you're self-sufficient i don't need to be involved you're a human bye yeah cut the umbilical cord you're one years old yeah dude <laughs> yeah but it's fun to see like an old guy who's never bonded with his son be forced to bond with the son on a tv show he doesn't want to be on <laughs> <laughs> yeah well anyway fuck that guy's show you can make a better one that's what you were saying no i'm just saying make a making a fucking 100% return on a show that costs 20 grand <coughs> isn't better than making a 12% return on a show that costs 115 like and they act like those things are equal they like they don't operate it like a store owner man like there's certain things where you take smaller margins on because they sell so well that you mm -hmm. still make more money moving that product right. than you do of having some stupid rule of everything in the store needs to make us you know, at least 300% markup. Well, that's how I ran a bar, right? I sold cheap beer cheaply and, and made my money on volume and also just bringing people in and spending money on other things. So yeah, you can make big money on a lot of little things. Right. But in your model too, you're selling the cheap beer cheap. So your margin's not as high. And in the movie shit, they just don't look at it that way. And no one's willing to go into an investor medium and argue this and just be like, listen, you cold feeded cunts, us making fucking a $38 million return in subscribers on the Sandman is better than us making a $2 million return on Jack Whitehall's show. It doesn't matter what we spent. That's money in our bank. Yeah. I mean, like, profit's it's, profit. Profit's profit. Exactly. But and they all act like the margins aren't high enough. And it's like, well, your margins aren't going to be that high on this. Mm -hmm. Like the fact is, is that you're going to get so many people who want it and can't quit it just like stranger things that they'll, will, they will use your service and not be, they'll be lazy enough to not cancel it because part of their brain is like, well, then I'm just gonna have to like sign up again because I want that thing that's coming. Like you yeah. got to have those tent poles and it's worth spending the money. Yeah. And they're, but, but all these investors got cold feet at the end of COVID. And now everybody's like, well, we got to shore investors better returns. Like, no, argue with them. Tell them why volume is better than fucking margin. Like so, making that much money in one go in 10 episodes is a better deal than making that money in fucking 15 years of making Jack Whitehall's show. So maybe what it's going to come down to is uh, this guy will get fired in the next year or two when they realize that he's made bad decisions. They'll bring somebody else in. And then we're going to see a resurgence like, oh, these shows are back. And look at all this new content. Spur up some more interest. I mean, maybe. I mean, the scary thing is, though, is it's not like it's one place. Like, the only place that isn't being run like this right now is Disney+. Plus. Everything else is being run by people who are acting like scared fuckers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's being operated by people who seem like, like, the DC guy doesn't even seem like he's operating it like a bastard. It seems like he's about to burn shit down for insurance money. Yeah, And that's been, like, several people's theories after Kevin Smith 
boldly said it and then got attacked in the media. Now everyone's like, yeah, Kevin Smith might have been exactly right with what's happening here. This guy's about to dissolve all of this to recoup the investors' money. This has nothing to do with entertainment. Yeah, you fucking canceled that new Batman show with from Paul Dini. Yeah, that's not a solid investing idea. And at what point yeah, in dude, production... Because like Kevin Smith already said, he got paid. Like they've already paid a lot of people on a lot of these things. It's not like they just get all the money they spent back. Yeah. Hey guys, don't cash those checks. We're going to need you to rip them up. Yeah. That's uh, no, no. Why is the cat story important, Matt? Because I still think it's goofy and weird. To talk about the the power of, to really bring home like the power of belief and the, and the, and the power of dreams. Um, yeah, but because, the story like doesn't make sense to me because that's not like the human history and the rest of the book. Right, but they believe it to be true. And as a result, it was their reality. Like their dreams were their reality, right? Because man dreamed of it. And then it didn't change things. It's just, that's the way it always was. The power of dreams. Right. Uh, but that's not, that's what I mean. Like that, that's why it seems goofy and silly to me in the book and in the fucking show is that just, that's, that's not true though. Cause they show the history of man Yeah, and it's not that. Or is it maybe, I mean, it, maybe that's not, just... <laughs> it takes place in the DC universe. So like we'd know Gaiman never expands on it in any way in anything else. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just had like, a different appreciation for it. I appreciate it. I think it's a neat story and adorable. And I like the cats dreaming about eating people at the end. And yeah. like, I get what you mean. But I always looked at it more of like, oh, like these cats are dreaming. So now that's their, they're living out their real life in their dreams. And then when they're awake, it's their nightmare. What the no, fuck? Well, but it's exactly what we're talking about here with people watching Netflix, right? If, if this cat could get enough cats to dream what things were, then they will be true. But if enough people the watch the Sandman. <laughs> We'll get a second season. Right. Also, but the cats are only living that reality in their dreams. They can't make it real reality, right? Am I fucking crazy? No, you're not crazy. That's right. Okay. Then I understand what you're saying. You're just being very poetic because you're a brilliant man. No, I don't know about that. Yeah. But yeah. I okay. I liked it. I really liked but dream, it. But dream lies to that bitch, right? When he's like King Cat, whatever, Dream Cat. I don't know. Don't that's remember. not that's not humans' truth. Humans didn't used to be tiny and serve cats. Sure, yeah, they did. Egyptians. You think it, Egyptians were tiny people? Yeah. Cat, yeah, cats were large. So you think well, actually when we found Tutankhamun, we thought he was little. Maybe he was a giant. Maybe. <laughs> okay. They 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 postulate in the show, Mitch, that before humans all dreamed their dream, that we were the size of cats and we cared for cats, and cats were the kings of the world, oh. and cats were the size of people what this is in the uh -huh. sandman i thought uh -huh. he just had like sand powers and shit <laughs> okay but yeah but then he shows up as a cat in the dreaming which doesn't make sense to me more in the show than it did in the book because it's dream it's morpheus it's his fucking voice and then he lies to this cat about the history of man and cat so that she can lie to a bunch more cats and give them hope even though he creates all dreams and dreamscapes and could just give it to them all anyway it's very weird and goofy to me like the rules of the show the rules of the book surrounding this it just is never I think this is one of the things that like made me bail on the books back in the day. Cause I was just like, that doesn't make any sound sense. Mm. 
like not even fun like timey wimey doctor who sense like it's just fucking goofy yeah but i get what you mean that it shows the power of belief but like what does that mean to people that then they can all have good times in their sleep like i i don't know well things are real in in the dream world yeah i don't dream man i don't even go there that motherfucker's got no hold on me yeah man that means also you don't exist in the multiverse if you don't dream i was hoping that we I was hoping we'd get an episode of or, or something with Emperor Norton, but it really pays no no need. To Norton. He was just a cool character that declared himself Emperor of the United States. Mm. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, Ralph, watch this. I'm the president." And it and it all it, all it would do would further the conversation that Death and Dream have about their roles and responsibilities and how they interact with with people it happens during that period so it, it could have value but it, it would it would be a, a a beaten horse i guess at that point yeah i, I loved mean. it some, yeah but some oh. things like that i think are maybe even going to be brought in later oh let's hope like the way Gaiman talked about what they removed, he was like, but nothing's gone. Like, I'm gonna touch on things. It's just like, I have a chance to like reconstruct the story in minor ways. I, more something that he might have, like some ways that he might have been after it was published, be like, ah, man, I wish I did this. Like that kind of stuff. I don't think necessarily that. I think he even considers it like some of his best work, but I think more in a way, like Matt said, like where when you're watching something on TV, what like reads really well can turn into like beating a dead horse or going over something that you you know and it feels tedious whereas when you're reading stuff it's not nearly as tedious like lord of the rings for example Hmm. the walking scenes when you're listening to like inner monologues and what people are thinking and like that's different than watching a bunch of guys walk through a field yeah yeah but also if they'd done it in the movie where there were just a bunch of competing voiceovers that came in and out or faded in and out like, I don't I don't think they made the wrong choice. It's just like certain things turn into like, yeah, we know. Like we yeah. watched, we're living this with these guys, and it's just a di- the difference in the mediums. But I think point. what Gaiman's gonna do is like maybe later on when it's important again to remember that, then they do a little expo- exploration of the emperor. You know, I, you know what I mean? The same I do. way that I do. Yeah, this yeah, I think that'll turn more into stuff like that where it might be a vignette that's a 12 minute opening before you get the oh, intro song. God, I would, I would totally love every second of that. I loved every second of the show and I look forward to watching it again. I think that they really captured the essence of the characters. The casting is phenomenal. Um, and, and, and the, the, the way it was adapted to the screen, it, it's, I don't want to say it's flawless. Um, but I, I really it's as close really as you can get. I, I think it's as good a job as you can get capturing the essence of something that's just very uh, not complex, but there's a lot going on in the story. There's overall. a lot. And the characters are complex in a way that I think it's right for you to say the casting second because I did not disparaging him, but I think Patton Oswalt's character is the only one that you could have somebody else play and it wouldn't affect the story. I didn't like that's my only gripe with the show that I could think of is his voice, not his voice, but the way it was dubbed or the way it was uh, edited in. It just sounded like there was a guy in another room with a microphone or something. I, I don't know how to explain it. I didn't I didn't like the voice and, and I felt like it was almost even a little off time. Yeah. 
I mean, I oh. I liked it. I just recognized that like every other character is played by an actor that I don't know somebody else could have pulled it off. Maybe Constantine. Constantine was great, but like maybe another actress could have pulled that off easily. Morpheus. Um, it was every on. every one of the 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 god not gods. What are they? Endless. The, the endless. endless are yeah. all pinned to a T perfect casting. I didn't expect uh, Despair to be that way. However, we didn't really see much of her up close. But Desire, yeah. Death, like yeah. she definitely has the essence of death. Uh, Lucifer. She, yeah, she was wonderful. Fuck, dude. And they're all playing things that like, if it's just millimeters off, it'd be goofy. Because it is very overdramatic and written in a way that's odd. Like Morpheus, if Morpheus was anyone else, I think the show would be garbage. I might agree. She was great. And it's so hard to pull. Who played Despair? I'm looking at some white girl. But, uh, Mitch, this kid is delivering it. lines in a way that would make you laugh at any other actor. And he does it for 10 episodes in a way that you really love. Like, it's insane. What do you mean? He's got like a, a weird cadence? Oh, dude, yeah. And like everything he says is insane and it's monotone. And like, it's just, it's such a tightrope to walk to make that a believable thing. Like, and not cartoony or stupid or silly or gross. He, like, was, it's, he was really good at it. It's not a simple affectation. It's, it's like being a thing that if you don't like kind of fit the whole bill, wouldn't come across even kind of right. He's playing someone who's just like very godlike in a way that's very godlike and it's not tedious at all. You know who I thought mm. they did a good job with casting? Um, John D. Dr. Destiny? Dude, yeah. Another one where, like, if that would have been a guy uh, that he, couldn't convey all that. Perfect. Yeah. You cared for him. You also saw that he was a monster. Like, yeah. it was all there. Absolutely. I, I, at first, I was, I was not struggling, but I was nitpicking. I was like, well, in the comics, he looked, you know, but then it's like, no, he, they, they kept it as good as they could. And he, and he looks fine and he sounds fine. great and he acted wonderfully. Oh, dude, it ruled. That episode in the diner is fucking cuckoo. So let me ask you this. They added another episode to the, the whole season. Is it what, like an epilogue episode or is it just that they broke it up and they're releasing it in pieces like straight? No, it's just a so bonus like Matt, episode. Yeah, there were a lot of one-shot stories and books during the Sandman run that are included in the volume, and okay. that he that he did later. Uh, he did do an epilogue or the overture. He did an overture after right Matt okay. yeah but uh this is like two of those stories that are in the Sandman lore but are not part of the Sandman story, if that makes sense. I gotcha. So it's yeah. like he's a minor character in these. Well, no, they show up in the in the uh, the graphic novels in the set, the set of ten that these stories do. No, that's what I'm saying. I said oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just it's saying not they're part like, of like the, the they're arc. like one shot books. It's just dream. not part of the story arc that you're watching at all. Exactly. A they're dream. just one off story. So Dream shows up in one. Uh, oh no, he shows up in both of them, but not really in the first one. Right. But it's just like it's just like a little bit of seasoning on the stories of like here's some other history of the universe the Gaiman's building and here's a little story about it to help you further understand it like here's one about dream's ex-wife here's one about how dream even influences animals uh, yeah we got to see dream's baby mama yeah they have a little baby mama drama mm -hmm. baby mama drama yeah it's like a johnny drama but it doesn't drive <laughs> <laughs> My head. yeah i i would i would love a second season 
I would, I don't know how I would respond because, and I tell you, if they did it as a three-parter, that would, that would be perfect for me. Just like release three episodes and then wait a couple of weeks and then another three episodes. And then well, see, weeks. there's, there's, for me, I look at it as thematically, there's uh, characters, the fates, the three fates, the crone, the maiden, and the um, uh, whatever, the, the young the young girl. Yeah. Um, they show up all throughout the series, and they play a major role in the series, the three. Yeah. So doing the story, overall Sandman story as, as a three set, three series, I think would, would, be, uh, would be a great way to do it. And the, the, the saga that starts with the key, once things get going and, and he, he goes for a ride uh, with, uh, or does he do that before? Once things start going with the family, then it just boom, goes full speed ahead, especially since yeah. Lida, Lida already had her, uh, uh, had her son. Yeah, but I don't want him to force more volumes into each season. I feel like the pace of the story in that first season was really good at two volume. Well, I'm saying... Uh, it doesn't matter how many episodes each season, uh, excuse me, how many like books oh, each season is. I see. So like if you the, the story next itself. Was 20 episodes to do the next four books and then the next one was 20 episodes to do the next four books. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, I, okay. think, I think that they could break the overall story beginning to end of the Sandman graphic novels, do it into like three seasons. I think that would fit. I'd want more, don't get me wrong, but I also think, like I've always said, uh, a well-defined piece of art can then be really judged and enjoyed. Yeah, but I don't, that's what I mean. They only covered a fifth of it, and I don't want them to lose any of that. But I get what you're saying. If they could add episodes and do longer seasons, then who cares? But I wouldn't want him to rush the story past what he's done now. Well, I, I feel like it would lose a I'm trying lot. trying to think what's next. If the story started coming too fast and you didn't go down every rabbit hole. You guys got to sign a petition to bring it back. Online petitions work, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this. Uh, I think Neil Gaiman speaking out publicly is a very daft, uh, not daft, daft move. Like he, uh, he understands that it's real bad publicity to fuck over Neil Gaiman and, and Netflix is kind of against a wall with their investors right now. So do they want a public... Because like as many people who signed up to watch this, there were more people that are huge Gaiman fans that already paid for the service. And if they just fucking fire Neil Gaiman, people will quit. I would quit. I would quit. If they fucking don't rehire Gaiman, like I'll do the game of setting up emails for monthly trials when yeah. like Stranger Things comes out and shit like that. Because like, fuck that, man. If they don't continue this, they're the dumbest studio that's ever existed. Mm hmm. Yeah, they're like, no, we need more Rise of the Teenage Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah, fucking shit on a goddamn cracker and call it dinner, fucking assholes. <laughs> I like that my Netflix doesn't even try to show me that Rise movie. Probably because you thumbs down the show so many times. I've never watched the show, but I've watched every other Ninja Turtles thing they've had on there dozens of times, and they don't even kind of show it to me in the algorithm. I wonder if they have some math in there that's like, if they actually like the Ninja Turtles, don't show them this. Mm-hmm. If they just like kids' cartoons, here you go. Man, I'm looking at the other books, and oh, God, I would love to see all of these. Well, we're, we're coming up on an hour, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this fool, man. Oh, God, that show is funny. God damn, dude. It's so good. I like Why that Why does your episode? body still look 19 and your face looks 56? You got <laughs> Edward James almost face. I like that episode where uh, he's in... Uh, it's uh, Louis. Louis. 
where he's in um, group and he just keeps making jokes about Austin Powers. And everyone's like, dude, why are you making all these corny fucking jokes about a movie that nobody likes? And he just keeps doing it. And then finally, when he opens up and he talks about how like he went to prison and he feels like Austin Powers <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa, like, I hadn't really thought about it like that. Yeah, like the movie <laughs> means a lot to him on a deep level. Right. Right. Oh gosh, that show is awesome. That show is, is fucking great, man. Although I would have to say my my favorite interaction in that show is like, uh, oh, what's your name? He's like Julio Lopez. What's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Julio Tambien. And then, <laughs> and then and he, goes, he walks away and he's like, Julio Tambien. It's a stupid name. He goes, no, he goes, uh, he goes, oh, that's uh, you know, he's like, oh, it's stupid. And he goes, um, what's what's your last name? He goes, I just told you, man, it's Julio Tabien. Yeah, I fucking died. <laughs> I died. That that show is great. Another Julio. Gosh, that show is that that was that itself was so funny to me. Uh, did you yeah. watch the whole thing? No, not yet. Uh, did you get to the Fred Armisen episode? No, not yet, dude. Uh, when they go around to get their homeboys to do the fight. Yeah. Okay, you've seen that episode. I don't. I don't quite remember the order. I was uh, binged. Let me see. I. But the did... one where him and his—they all go round up their homeboys for a fight, Mitch, because one of the guys, the uh, Louis, got a rumble. That's out of jail runs into somebody he used to be up against in gangs and shit, and mm -hmm. they start talking shit, and they're like, "Well, we'll meet at the park with our boys and fucking do this like it's old times." And then like, ah, oh, God, just like the, the the sequence of shit they set up to happen, where they start going around trying to get their homeboys to come, but now they're all old men. It's so fucking funny. Uh, they end up with this one dude's like definitely gay son. Yeah, he he wants to do a gang fight, and he's like, "Oh, are we the sharks or the jets?" And he's like, walking <laughs> in." snapping his fingers the, well know. and when his, his dad's this big tough cholo man and he's they show like the shot from like the tits up to when he answers the door and he's like oh yeah man fuck that guy if i you know i'd come i'd come with you for sure but my side and then the camera lowers down he's got a back brace on he's like my sciatica's acting up and louise who's <laughs> been in jail is like what the fuck and then his cousin is like oh man where at which ones and he's like you know l4 l5 or whatever and he's like oh man mine's l3 l2 and then the <laughs> chef they're with who's this gangster mother i forget the guy's name he's from uh he did all those roast battles he works at the store a lot great comedian uh he's like yeah man my shit's all fucked up doctor says i'm gonna have to get this surgery and the guys are like oh dude that's fucked up like, oh can you know for you what's Luis? Luis? no 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 the 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 black chef oh yeah i don't know who that dude is let me look at he's him. hilarious he's a great comic i should know his name um i just can't think of it uh but yeah he's, he says you gotta get the surgery and then you know the cousin louis or uh julio, julio is is like oh man that's like really bad one i'll pray for you man and then they flash the guy inside and he's like nah dude my one of my cousin's friends got that and now he's even better and then louise is like shut the fuck up what are we doing and then he's like nah like like i can't go with you but if you take my son junior that'd be a big favor and then he's like junior get down here and this little kid tap dances into the room <laughs> wearing makeup <laughs> and like literally tap dances in wearing makeup and he's like what's going on hey guys and they're like hey man like so you're gonna go with these fools on a gang fight and he's like like west side story i'll go get changed and then he runs away with taps out of the room <clears throat> and then his cholo ass dad looks at his friends real proud and he's like 
he fucking loves that movie and it's <laughs> hilarious like it, the, the, impl- the implication is very much that the dad has no idea what his son's personality is at all yeah or he's just really supportive but still i don't think he'd send him into a real gang fight the kid like, was ready to fight he wasn't oh, scared at the, any the, point the kid ends up being my like maybe my favorite character in the show yeah yeah like when uh, he leans out of the car and he's like are we gonna do this and when he threatens the dog when that kid (laughs) threatens the dog and like tells the dog that he's gonna do him like uh what's the line i don't remember it's it's he says i'm gonna do you like the guy from west side story did the other guy i'm gonna cut you open But his line is a West Side Story reference, and it's hilarious. And the kid's delivery on all of it is crisp and clean and hysterical. He's great. Yeah, These like I all... want him to be added as a gay character in the next Stranger Things. Oh, nice. Bill's boyfriend. Right, wait, wait, wait. These are all half-hour episodes this full? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's like 25 nice. to 28, I think, even. And The guy you're talking about is um, Jamar Neighbors. Jamar Malachi Neighbors. Yeah, Jamar Neighbors. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jamar. Jamar's fucking hysterical. That first entrance when he comes in as the chef, when they're all upset, they got to make uh, they got to make cupcakes in this gang rehabilitation thing, Mitch. Hugs and not like, thugs. It's their first, it's the, yeah, hugs not thugs, and it's their first orientation day, and like they're getting taught about these cupcakes, and you know, a bunch of thirty to fifty year old gangbangers are like, we don't want to make no cupcakes. And then Jamar comes in and is like, don't you talk shit about my fucking... He's doing this high voice thing. He's like, about my fucking cupcakes? Because it's a cupcake world. It's a cupcake world and I'm a cupcake girl. And he's screaming all this shit, wearing his pink apron and just like yoked his shit, fucking walking through the room. And then the guy who's teaching the dude from the Sopranos is like, yeah, you know, he started here. And now he's a head chef at Sprinkles. And it closes up on this one thug you've kind of been watching through the first episode. And he's like, damn, I fuck with Sprinkles. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah. And then this guy's like, so we're going to make some fucking cupcakes. And then they start handing out shades. It's so funny, Mitch. You're going to love it. All it's right. really, I it's really watch funny. It. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And especially when they when they show him, when, they, when the kid's talking about you know the gang fighting he's talking about west side story the sharks the jets he looks at the kid with like this smile he's like what the fuck what the fuck is this kid talking about yeah oh like, yeah I have no Luis's idea what this reaction to the whole about. thing when that kid comes down luis the whole time is like what the fuck is happening i'm confused and this is not real right it's wonderful oh and then they go to their other friend psycho mitch and i don't even want to spoil psycho for you but oh, that yeah, might be Psycho's the best part great. of the whole thing yeah i would agree i would agree very good show damn i'm gonna have to charge up my headphones for a little bit before yeah, you i watch, watch this just like one episode and, and then you'll you'll know i'll watch two man some of these uh that's fair some of these season three orville episodes have been at least like an hour and a half so like i can watch two or three episodes of this fool in that time excellent yeah and then you should watch sandman yes. you should watch sandman first I'd really like it. to see more of this fool, but I'll watch I don't again. fucking care. I want to see Sandman. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Sandman. I I finished Better Call Saul, so I started watching Breaking Bad again. I don't know what's Good. up with me lately. I need to watch old things. Yeah, just just yeah, just watch. You old know, it brings stuff. you joy, so that's, that's yeah, it works. Yeah. All right, well, we are at that point. Yeah, we are. Uh, we covered a little bit of ground today. 
Um, a lot of bit of ground, you might say, but you can tell us what your thoughts are. You can send us, uh, what are you watching? What are you you streaming? You watching on broadcast television there? Uh, what do you think? You want to watch more, you can see more Sandman? Um, you can send us an email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com, or you can follow us on our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter at broadcastgeeks. On Instagram, broadcast underscore geeks, and we can have a subreddit, r slash broadcast geeks. No one ever posts there, so I don't know why I keep plugging it. But um, and you can also like and subscribe and share and give us five stars on all of our podcast broadcast sites like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. But uh, yeah, we just want to hear from you, and we're churning out episodes. I'm I'm probably going to share a two seventy tomorrow, and I'm uh, my computer was working overtime this whole episode to try to level eight um 271 so we'll get those out there but more than all that tune in to another brand new broadcast geeks and we leave you with our signature sign off line use the redditor baco will get you